It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall. And some interesting news from the Rangers this week. It looks like an old friend might be coming back to the blue shirts. Jimmy VC apparently has a deal it's not official yet, but Larry Brooks, I believe, is the one who broke the story over the weekend. It looks like it's a one-year deal for 750K, uh, maybe just a guy to have around, a veteran body, but um, played last year for the New Jersey Devils, played in 68 games for Devils, had 15 points, was a pretty solid bottom, you know, third, fourth liner for them. Started killing penalties last year. He averaged 14 minutes in ice time. Um, seems like he was a guy who, talking to some Islander fans, some Devils fans, I'm sorry, was a guy that they kind of relied on late in games. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he falls in. Obviously, Jimmy VC was a big deal when he came out of college, the Hobie Baker uh, winner. The Jimmy VC sweepstakes didn't happen once uh, he didn't sign with Nashville following his senior season. He was traded to Buffalo and then didn't sign in Buffalo. Ended up signing with the Rangers and in three seasons with the Rangers. Played 240 games, had 50 goals, 40 assists, and 90 points. And funny enough, he was then traded back to Buffalo. Uh, so Buffalo actually traded a third-round pick to Nashville to gain his rights. And in order to acquire him for the Rangers, they traded a third-round pick as well. So he is the only player in NHL history to be traded for the same compensation twice. So fun fact there about Jimmy VC, But uh, looks like he's going to be back in camp with the Rangers and battling for uh, a roster spot, either on the fourth line or maybe as a 13th, 14th forward. Or he's a guy who gets seen in Hartford. Who knows? I'm really not sure where he falls in to the whole plan here, but 
you know, it's another uh, NHL veteran of 422 games. Rangers are bringing in on a minimum deal, uh, kind of a, a low risk. I don't know how much of a high reward uh, it is, but, you know, it is a low risk move that um, it seems like a guy who could most likely tran- you know, go through waivers and go down to the American League if need be. And the Rangers is having an NHL ready body in case of a, an injury. So uh, there's an interesting little move there for the Rangers uh, here in the middle of August, kind of one of those moves where you're like, Oh, okay. I didn't, you know, didn't see that coming. So, uh, but the big news around the hockey world is the World Junior Championships restarting today, running through August 20th. Uh, you can catch all the action on NHL Network. They'll have all the games there. And um, the, you know, the original tournament, which runs usually every late December into January, was canceled due to COVID after I think it was like one or two games for certain teams. Now it gets back underway. I believe that everything's just wiped clean. It's a brand new tournament. And the Rangers are sending seven representatives to the tournament, uh, starting off first with Team USA's Brett Berard. I mean, he played for the team last year. He was there with them in December. Berard just wrapped up his sophomore season in Providence. He's a guy who Ranger fans are, have known for a little bit now. He was a fifth-round pick in 2020, uh, has done played very well at the college level. He's only five foot nine, but he's really impressed in the uh, in his role in the World Juniors last year. Kind of his coming out party had a very good season this year. Had thirty eight points uh, for Providence and you know eighteen goals and twenty assists and thirty six games. So point per game player at the college level this year, and he's a guy who's just a high energy guy. Will play kind of a second third line role for Team USA. So if you're a USA hockey fan, look out for Brett Berard out there. He'll be playing for Team USA. Uh, Rangers second round pick this year, Adam Sikora will be suiting up, uh, for Slovakia. And, uh, he's a guy obviously to watch Ranger fans. He's a, a, a kid who seems like every scout loves his game. Uh, only 17 years old. He's already played, uh, in the men's league over there. We talked about him a ton on this show. He played for team Slovakia at the world championships with the men. Uh, so now he'll go up there against, uh, you know, kids, his own age, kind of still a younger guy. Uh, but he'll go out there for Team Slovakia, and they'll look to see him in the top six role for Team Slovakia. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does against competition at his own age. If he blows him away, uh, we'll, it'll be very interesting to see how he does in this tournament. He, uh, it, it all counts at a very good prospect camp for the Rangers. So uh, we'll see if he can keep it rolling uh, at the World Juniors. Uh, up next, I, I butchered this guy's name last week. I'm going to do it again. Kale Weissenden, Um, He'll be suiting up for Team Finland. He's a big kid, uh, six foot four, finish forward. He was a fourth round pick in 2021. Uh, again, scouting report on him is a very good penalty killer. He should be one of the top penalty killers for Finland. And he'll play again a second or third line role. Uh, it seems like from what I read about him, he'll be more of a third line player for them and gets their far of the net, isn't shy about throwing his body around. Big hitter. Um, he plays for TPS in the Finnish league which some fans might remember that's where um, Taco played his uh, men's league over there in Finland for TPS. So maybe a familiar fan name for some Ranger fans, but you know, another guy to watch out for six foot four, 180 pounds can throw the body around right winger. Um, definitely keep an eye on him. And then another guy's name. I probably definitely butchered last week. Yaroslav Kemler Kemlar. Um, he'll be playing for the Czechs. Uh, a fifth round pick in 2021, uh, another big body, six foot four, 200 pounds. So even heavier 
another guy playing professionally, you know, in the men's leagues over there in Europe. Uh, he'll play more of a middle bottom six role for the Czech team. Uh, another guy kills penalties, throws his body around uh, a big hitter, and he'll be joining Berard next year, jumping over from Europe, interesting enough, to North America to play the collegiate level at Providence. So they will be teammates next year. Then we get to Team Canada, which has three representatives uh, from the Rangers organization. First off, uh, 2021 first-round pick, Brennan Othman, who this guy, obviously, 50-goal breakout season. He's climbing up the rankings, probably the top Rangers prospect currently. Um, you know, big six foot, 180 pounds, really uses his body well on the ice. Not shy, not shy at all to hit anybody. Now he's got the goal scoring in there. So he'll be a big time player for Team Canada. And then another forward, Will Cooley, another physical strong forward, six foot four, 200 pound uh, winger. Cooley was a second round pick in 2020. He had another big season in the OHL as well 43 goals, 50. Uh, 37 assists in 80 games. He had also had a big playoff for uh, Windsor as well as they went to the OHL championships. So uh, two guys to watch out for, for team Canada should play big roles for them in the tournament. And last but not least, the team Canada's goaltender, the Rangers top goalie prospect, Dylan Garand. He was a fourth round pick in 2020. He was the CHL goalie of the year this year. Um, just a huge season for Garand. Just, really dominating the WHL for Cam Loops. Just a great season. And one of the reasons why he has such a great season is his goalie coach, Dan De Palma, who, sure enough, we have on the show this week. So Dan came on, talked about Dylan's development, talking about why this kid's going to be the next superstar goalie in, in New York, a guy who's going to come in in a couple of years, play behind Igor for a couple of years, and who knows? You know, the Rangers have had a great uh, track record of developing these goaltenders and seeing them either move on to teams and having great careers like Cam Talbot turned into an all-star. Auntie Ranta, we just saw against the Rangers in the playoffs, turned into a fantastic player. You know, the list kind of goes on there for the Rangers, you know, who's come through Benoit Lair. And Dan is the goalie coach uh, for Dylan the last couple of seasons. So we talked to him, what makes Dylan great? You know, what's going to make him excel at the next level? So it's awesome to sit down and talk to him and, Obviously, as the hockey world now looks at world juniors who get hockey in August, what's better than that? Durant could be a guy who could lean Team Canada to a gold medal. So uh, it was awesome to talk with him. And and Ranger fans, you know, it's great to kind of get this insight from a, a goalie coach of one of the up-and-coming prospects. The Rangers one of the top prospects in all of Hockey Canada. Um, obviously, winning the CHL Golden of the Year is a huge honor. Uh, so it was great to talk to Dan. And uh, But before we send into an interview with Dan, I do want to tell you about our sponsors over at My Post Glow. This is awesome. This is a great, I, I fell in love with this as soon as I saw it. So My Post Glow wants to recognize and celebrate your big achievements or milestones. They take the facts from your event and write a custom story and then add your photos to a custom layout. Visit their website, mypostglow.com. See how they can take a memory and make it into a beautiful piece of art. They have three different options for you to choose from. This is awesome because I... As I have a kid, just got married a couple of years ago. I wish this, I wish I knew about this beforehand because I'm definitely getting it now. So you have three different options to choose from. Perfect to celebrate the birth of a child, a marriage, new family, pet, anything. Uh, their FAQ video features celebrity voices you recognize to answer any questions you may have. It's a great option as a gift for yourself or for your, um, to celebrate a big moment. You give it to a family member, a grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, anyone. So go and visit mypostglow.com. 
Let them write your story. It's absolutely unbelievable. They're doing great stuff over there. So go visit them, please. Mypostload.com. They're doing a great job. Go check them out today. I'm thrilled to get this man on the show. Uh, he just wrapped up his 13th season as the Campbell Blazers goalie coach. He coaches the CHL Goalie of the Year, Rangers top prospect, Dylan Garan. Uh, Dan De Palma, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me, Kyle. Really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, 13. All right, there's 13 seasons, right? You just wrapped up your 13th year there? 13 years. It's funny. I don't think about it that much till you <laughs> you just brought that up. So, yeah, it was... A little leaner, a little more hair, but here we are still. They, I always say they haven't opened the trap door on me yet, so we'll wait to see if that ever happens. That's a good run. Anywhere you get over the you know, the 10 mark, you get a double digit. So that's a good run somewhere. Guy Sharon was our coach once for true hockey fans. They'll know him. And uh, there was a point there, I thought, where he might have had enough of me. And, and so I just didn't show up at the rink for about a week. I figured if he can't find me, he can't fire me. And he, I think he forgot. And then I, I survived that spell. And and yeah, here we are today. That's awesome. Well, uh, the reason why I want to bring you on, obviously, uh, you are mentoring and coaching uh, one of the best junior goalies in hockey going right now, Dylan Garand, who the Rangers drafted right now. It looks like a steal of a pick in the fourth round. Uh, and it was the 2000 draft. And he just won the CHL Goaltender of the Year Award. A, an unbelievable honor for, obviously, top goalie in, in junior Canada uh, hockey, which is I would say the top junior in the league in the world. Uh, so let's talk about Dylan. Let's talk about what makes him so great. I just think if you've met Dylan, the, the person uh, makes him so great. I mean, it, it sounds like the, the standard answer, but he, he's just such a committed young man. It's uh, you know, he came to us, he was, he was, you know, he's a boy and he's become a young man and, and he's committed. And I, I, I don't know if I've ever experienced a junior hockey player that, that has that level of commitment. I say the same thing to most people at interview um, from Monday morning to Sunday night. I mean, he's, he's dialed in on everything he does from sleep to nutrition, to on ice, to off ice. So, so you've got a good one there, a real committed young guy that has a ton of talent to go with it, which is really nice. That's great. And, and yeah. you got him as a 16 year old, right? He was 16 when he broke in uh, to the WHL and, and now seeing him as a 20 year old. Uh, what's the biggest growth you've seen from his game standpoint? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. It's hard to, it's almost like, you know, you say you watch your child grow, like you don't always see it and others see it. I, I think obviously, you know, when you're 16, you know, the body changes over those four years dramatically, like the major junior up here, you've got the, the such a spread in age and 16 to 20 isn't the same as, you know, 28 to 32. So his strength, um, some, some height and, and just growth physically has, has been probably the biggest change, which allows you to do things with the talent that he had naturally and, and just, and just keep building the game. But I, I just think he's, he's matured as a person, he's matured physically and, and he's, he's, he's a, a real pleasure to coach. He's easy to coach Kyle. Like he, it's not hard to try different things with him and collaborate with him. And, uh, and, and so I just think his game has evolved over time so that it matches what his skill set is. So it led him to win the goaltender of the year this year. I mean, unbelievable numbers. 45 games played. He went 34-9-1, a 2-1-6 goals allowed, four shutouts, a 9-25 save percentage. You can't get much better than that. No, and, and Kyle, imagine if he had a real goalie coach helping him. So uh, I, think, I think it bodes well for him getting up to the Rangers system and getting the support that they have uh, for goaltending in that group. They, they do a great job. 
And I say we don't can't get much better than that. And then he did get better in the playoffs. I, I was watching some of the WHL playoffs. The guy had a 192 goals allowed and a 933 save percentage. It, for, he's channeled his inner Henrik Lundqvist there, some Igor Shosturkin, and, and uh, really, uh, Kane, I mean, you guys unfortunately lost in game seven in the semifinals, but what a run he had. Yeah, he had a great run. I mean, he was, he's, you know, arguably, our, you know, we have some excellent talent on the team, but he, he is a core guy on our team as he goes, our team goes. And yeah, it was a fun run. It was, it's, it, it was a weird year. I mean, the season's gone incredibly longer due to the pandemic and the season being pushed and some delays. So we're playing, you know, our last game was May 31st, which usually, uh, you know, you don't see games in major junior that late. So it was, it was fun. It was fun to watch him just do his thing and, and, uh, and almost just be like a caddy for him down the stretch. Just, you know, just kind of give him some guidance, keep him going and let him just, let him just hit the shots. Now, is he a guy that you have to maybe reel in? Like he wants to play every night or uh, do you guys kind of tell him like, Hey, listen, like you gotta take a breather tonight. Is he, does he want the net every night? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great, I mean, he gets frustrated when he doesn't have the net. I mean, obviously he knows, you know, as you change levels here and it's going to change for him, but, uh, but he, he does love that net and he doesn't want to share it at all. It's got nothing to do with his partner or anybody else. He just, he just wants the net. It's his, it's his net and he wants it and, and, uh, and he's going to own it. So it's a, it's a great quality, obviously, Kyle, like that's what you want your goalie to be like. You don't want them to be so easy to give up the net. You want them to fight to earn it and keep it. Yeah. He's, he's got that quality. (laughs) He's got that quality big time. And a good thing for Ranger fans. So uh, the U twenties were canceled back in December due to COVID and he was, you know, the starting goaltender for Team Canada. Uh, played the one game, the first game. Now, thankfully, because he has a late birthday, he's allowed to play for Team Canada again here in August when it restarts. So I, I'm very excited to see him back on the world stage. And I'm sure he's training his butt off right now, getting ready for that. Yeah, he is. He's on the ice this week. I was actually out with him yesterday. Um, he's, yeah, he's he's ready. I mean, he's excited about the 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 summer that's in front of him. It's busy for him. Very short break. He's got... Rangers development camp here coming up next week. Uh, he'll come back to Kamloops and wants to get on the ice a little bit um, between then and the end of the month and then, and then straight out to world Junior. So he's excited. I mean, he takes very, he, he, he's a proud guy. He wants to represent the country. He wants to be the best. And, and he's going to take this as an opportunity to, to get better first and, and try to represent his country and win a goal. And Ranger fans saw uh, a brief snippet of, of his talent last year in, in some prospect camp. He played a couple of games for Hartford during the COVID shortened season. Um, did, did he have any feedback on his time in New York with you, working with Benoit Allaire, who obviously is a world-renowned goalie coach as well? Yeah, I mean, he loves it. Uh, you know, he, 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 I think the pandemic hurt a lot of players in their development. It might have helped him. He might be one of the rare guys that it actually helped. Uh, gave him that taste of pro that he wouldn't have got otherwise at that at that age, um, and so he really got to see what the pro game's like and whatnot. And that you know he's he's capable of of taking that next step. So, I mean, he he speaks so highly of Benoit, Jeff Malcolm, Johnny Infiatro, those three guys in the development of that group. I'm not just saying it to just make sure that I'm extra. They're they're just real good, obviously, and and they do a great job from 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 all levels. So, uh, so he's, he's so fortunate, I think, to, to be in that group and, and get help from those guys. And, uh, and they've helped them a lot. So with whether it be words of wisdoms, kind text from Benoit, he tells me about, or, or, uh, Johnian and Jeff, you know, reaching out and talking about his game or Johnian would come to Kamloops multiple times last year and, 
and we just give them the the sheet of ice and let them run goalie ice. And I, I just think that we've worked really well together to to help Dylan's development. So he he loves it there. He loves those guys, and I think they'll they'll be a great fit. Now you said the Rangers obviously sent some people out there to see him. Is there any other communication with the team? Are you sending reports back to them at all, or uh, anything on his development? Like, do they ask questions at all, or is it kind of just a fluid situation? No, I think it's it's just more fluid. I mean, uh, with with them sending you know Johnny and out, um, you know that dialogue is just constant. Yeah, it's just a constant dialogue. So he he really becomes an extension of 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 what we're doing here. I mean, mm-hmm. and 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 I think. From honest, like it's not always that teams and whatnot. I I don't know any different. I just think you know what we're there for, for these young guys to try to help them become pro, mm-hmm. and become. I mean, any help you can you can take, and any any tools you have in your, you, you take advantage of. So Johnny and like I said, honestly, we we had a relationship from before. Got to know Jeff a little through the pandemic, just virtually. Um, those guys are, it's open door with us here. Like sometimes we didn't know Johnny was coming. He'd stroll in and all of a sudden he's, we give him a stall and he's on the ice and he's helping us in practice and, uh, and we love it. So you've had two other goaltenders recently, Connor Ingram and Dylan Ferguson, who have gone on to play the, uh, actually we saw Connor Ingram got thrown in for the Preds playoff <laughs> run this year and yeah. Dylan Ferguson playing in Vegas. Uh, can you sense as a coach, this is gonna be tough for you to answer. I think, can you sense as a coach, like, this guy's got it at the NHL level. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Um, you know what? I don't want to pretend to be that smart because I just, <laughs> I don't think I am. Uh, but you, you know what, there's, there's just a level of talent, I guess. I think that you, you, you need to have to do that job. Like it's, it's a hard job. It requires a lot of see that you go, okay, this guy's got a chance. And then you're trying to round out the individual, right? You're trying to round out the goalie and say, okay, what else do they need in order to be able to make sure that they can take this talent and, and, and push it to the next level. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's where for me I look at just some some raw talent and then raw skill and then okay, what do we need to improve the habits? Do we need to improve the off ice? Do we need to you know help them do whatever it is to take to get them to that level? So those three guys, 
you know, that you mentioned, you know, Ingram, Ferguson, Grand, all excellent goaltenders, obviously, you know, to get to the, the next level, but completely different human beings. Like you, you couldn't have a different path to get them there. But for me, it's just whatever it takes, right? I don't, there's no cookie cutter for, for us here in terms of what you try to do to help, help a young goaltender. And there's some core things technically, but after that, you know, it's whatever it takes. And one day it's, you know, it's a, it's an off ice, maybe broke up with their girlfriend. You want to support them through that. I think you just got to be there. It's especially in junior hockey. I think I look at it as really like, okay, you've got to be, you don't want to overstate it, but you want to be like a bit of an adopted father to these guys. And, uh, and you're just there for whatever they need. And I think if you embrace it that way, it, 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 you build the trust and it, it, you, you figure it out. Um, and one of the, not, I don't want to say a knock, but one of the things that scouts during his draft, you were saying about Dylan was maybe he's undersized. He's six <laughs> foot one. And to me, I look at Igor Shesterkin, Henrik Lundqvist, both six foot one, pretty good goaltenders for the Rangers. So I don't see an undersized there. Uh, and goaltending, obviously now the new hip thing is you want a bigger goaltender. You want these six, five, six, six guys yet the Vesna trophy winner this year is six, one. Is there any concern there at all? Right. I don't see any concern. No, I mean, not, not for us and not for, for me here. I mean, I call it height size is different. I mean, guys can, can maximize how they cover the net and even the gear. Now, if they're smart with it, they can maximize how they cover the net. But at the end of the day, height doesn't bother me. I mean, there's a, there's a limit to everything. I guess if a guy was under five feet, it's a problem. It's going to be hard to make saves. Um, but no, I mean, I, I do know that the, the push is for bigger guys because you just cover more net, especially, you know, the NHL game, there's, there's traffic. There's so much in tight to the net that a bigger body just has natural more coverage. But if you don't have that basic skill and that, that the raw talent, it, I don't think it matters. So I think, you know what, perfect world, you get both, but, I don't find six one too small to play goal. I, I I find that you know, like you look at the NHL, there's a lot of guys that are six foot one and and uh, in that in that height class, and they do just fine. So, yeah. but a lot of teams will, if you're not above six one, they don't even they don't even have a look at you. And uh, whether it's on the ref on the record, off the record, well, we know that for fact. Like if you're not six two or taller, they're they're just not going to pick you. Which is crazy. Um, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. And the I guy mean, can I, stop I'm, the puck. I'm Who cares? Foot, I'm five foot nine, so I mean, I'm always gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna lean that way. But, but uh, yeah, I think if you, you you can stop the puck, I I agree with you. And and if you don't have the basic talent to do the job, it doesn't matter how big you are. Like like any job in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Now, your ownership group is very unique. You have uh, uh, Tom Gaglardi, uh, who's uh, the Stars owner. And then you have three NHL legends, Shane Doan, Jerome McGinley, and Mark Recchi also in the ownership group there. Uh, have you talked to the three of them, maybe getting on the ice with Dylan and shooting some shots on him? Because that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, actually, well, ironically, okay, so Mr. Gillardi obviously is the, the, the majority owner, owns the stars. And then you've got mm-hmm. Recchi, Aginla, um, and then obviously Daryl Sador is a part of that other group as well, oh, okay. right? Yeah, so the reason why I stumbled is because Daryl has on and off helped coach the club and he's shot some pucks. So we we have, I guess we could argue that we've had a little bit of that, but we haven't had Donor, Recky, or uh, 
for Ginlow shooting pucks yet, but it's a good idea. I think I might, I might ask them this summer if I get a chance to see them though. They're pretty busy guys. Um, <laughs> and uh, again, a young fellow is coming up through the, through the pipeline now. Yeah, so yeah, I've seen so some we'll videos see. of maybe, him. Maybe we could, we could trick him into coming out and shooting some pucks. We're getting, we're getting video sent us of that when again, starts taking breakaways on someone. That, that'd be great. That would see, be really see if he's cool. still got it. <laughs> he probably does. I mean, he, he doesn't look like he's aged a day. The last time I saw him, we had a couple of events in the, in the, in the rink this summer or this winter. And he was, he was a part of it and he, he doesn't look like he's aged at all. So good for him. Uh, so the plan next year uh, for Dylan, it, obviously he's just 20 years old. Goaltenders take a little longer to develop. Is he headed to the AHL? Has been a discussion of what, where he's going to go next year. Yeah. I, you know what, I think, you know, I think that's the plan, but I, I'd be lying if I said, I know exactly what the plan is there. I mean, you know, that's for the Rangers staff and, and them to decide. I think if, if, if I had to guess, that's probably where they have him earmarked for though, is that American league uh, level. I think it's probably best for his development, but, but Dylan's part has a part to play in that. He's got to earn that. Right. So mm-hmm. nothing's going to be gifted to him. He'll get opportunities to be at certain levels, but then he's going to have to perform and, 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 and do that. So yeah. in a perfect role. I think he's in the AHL. I think it's great for the, for the Rangers. And I think it's great for Dylan. I know. Uh, I think you guys are hosting the Memorial Cup next year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys got to selfishly, you have to be hoping maybe he comes back for a run at that. <laughs> you know what? Everybody says that straight up. Um, he he wants to move on. I mean, he's excited to move on, and and of course, he loves the Blazers. He loves the city. Talks about living here in the off season, moving forward. But but at the end of the day, you know what? He's got he's got goals to to become a pro and the best pro he can. And and he knows the sooner he gets going with that path, the better. So. So as much as I want to say, I'd love to have him back. You know what? Knowing Dylan, knowing him so well, I don't want to have him back. I want him to have success. That's where he wants to be. And that's where, that's where I hope he ends up. And, and the Rangers could have a big hole there at the backup goaltending position too, at the NHL level with uh, Gorgiev possibly moving on here. Uh, so who knows? Like he could, he can go out there and blow the world's hair back and he could find himself in New York very quickly somehow. I, I agree with you. I mean, if you look at his progression here, I mean, he was a 16 year old goalie here when Dylan Ferguson was, was 20. And, you know, in my time and, and, and historically in the Western league, like we 16 year old goalies were uncommon, pretty capable. Uh, we just felt, okay, if we're going to take the risk on a younger guy, this is the guy to take it on. We can help him develop him. We can kind of get him in under our wing earlier. And uh, sometimes it's the other guy, it's the other goalie that allows for something like that to happen. So, yeah, you got a pretty good one in Shostirkin there. So if it was ever, <laughs> if it was ever going to happen, um, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for him to pop up and down. But you know, you got to manage Shostirkin as well. I'm sure too. They don't want to get too carried away and beat him up. He's he's pretty special. So, uh, so yeah, those guys get paid a lot of money to make those decisions. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll make the right ones. But it'd be great to see him in a in an NHL game at some point over the next 12 months, it'd be, uh, be remarkable. So now we, we had some NHL draft guys on our show for the preview. And one of the guys was talking about the difference between CHL goalies and European goalies and how some teams tend to like to draft more European goalies because you can stash them over there for a couple more years for development. And we've had a lot of goalies on the show that say you really don't reach your development peak until you're maybe 23, 24 years old. And why it's, that's why it's so rare to see a 21 year old, 22 year old goalie in the NHL. Uh, from your standpoint, coaching years and years in WHL, uh, do you think that maybe uh, goalies can use, you know, a couple extra years of junior or season? Because they got to go right right into the AHL. There's no real place to stash them. So is, you see that as kind of a disadvantage for some Canadian goalies sometimes? 
Yeah, I think I think the model is good for some and it's hard for others. I agree yeah. with you. I think some guys need more time and some don't. And it, it just, like I said earlier, you know, you had three different goalies you mentioned that came through here. They're all so different. They all needed different things. So it's not a one size fits all. What, what I would say about it all is, is this, I think the way the NHL works now with, with salary cap and, and all the, the financial considerations, I think it is nice to, be able to stash guys over in Europe for a period of time um, because that helps, right? You, mm-hmm. you've, you've got some prospects, but maybe it helps you on this side of the water. Um, I think from, from the three guys that you mentioned that have been through here, the CHL was an unbelievable route. I think you think about the amount of games, you think about the schedule, you think about the level of competition, you think about all of it and, uh, and it, it, it hardens you, it hardens you quick. And uh, there's something to that in terms of a goaltender and, and having that getting hardened. And the reason I say that, I mean, I, I, I've never been over to Europe in terms of coaching and whatnot, but we do get Europeans that come into the CHL and they have a hard time. Mm-hmm. They struggle when they come in. And yeah, they're younger guys. They're not these more experienced 23, 24 year olds, but it is a completely different game and it is more like the NHL game and they, they really struggle with it. So I think even being over in Europe as a 22 year old, I think when you come over, whether it's at 18 or 22, it's going to be a challenge. So, so I look at the paths and there's no wrong path, but. Hi everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's chief medical officer and host of the spotlight on series from WebMD's health discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If I'm in an organization, I see a guy that can be CHL goalie of the year or be an elite guy in the CHL. Um, there's something there. There's something to those other characteristics that say, hey, this, this, there's adversity, there's commitment, there's willingness to, or the ability to play a, a, a heavy schedule with a lot of travel. And some of these guys are in the books as they're doing it. So, so it's, it hardens you. And I think there's a, a real value in that. I think that's one why the Western Hockey League is considered one of the premier development leagues in the world. Yeah. I mean, Dylan played was it, over 60 games this year. I mean, that definitely, yeah, that gets you ready for the next level, right? Playing 82, you know, 82 games, you got to play. Sister can played 50 something games this year and then played the entire playoff. You know, these guys are ready for that playoff run. So him getting ready to the uh, WHL is great. Um, give me the scattering report. So, you, so I'm playing against him. What's the scattering report on him? Uh, I mean, he's, 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 he traps the puck exceptionally well. Like his, his, he, you might not see too many pros that track the puck as, as well as him. Uh, he's got excellent feet. So he gets around the crease position to position very well. And he's, he's got excellent hands too. He's got a great glove hand and whatnot, which is pretty important. It's kind of a window into athleticism for me. Um, so, you know what, you got a guy that's got a lot of talent can get to the right spots. 
and tracks a puck exceptionally well and makes saves. He, he just gobbles pucks. I mean, I, a lot of times our coaches will go, well, we're out shooting him and it's a close game. And I said, well, part of the reason, you know, we're out shooting him is he just, Grant doesn't give up any rebounds. He just doesn't spit too many pucks. So he's, he's very, uh, he's very tidy in the crease. So I think that's what you're going to get. You're, I mean, to say he's like Shostirkin wouldn't be accurate, but there's the similarities are, you know, like I watch Shostirkin play and he, he gets around the crease so well, so effectively. Um, and, and so does Grant. They may not look at raw skill as there. And I think that competitive nature that Dylan has is, you don't see from watching from up above is, is extraordinarily high. Like he's competitive. Um, I haven't met too many, too many young guys that are as more competitive as him. Is there an NHL goalie style that you compare him to? Um, yeah, it's a really good question. It's, it's one I get asked. It's kind of evolved over time. I mean, I know he, he, at a young age, he liked Carey Price a lot as many guys did. Uh, and, uh, I, I'd say right now, and he might disagree with me, but I, I look at, and not for body type whatsoever at all, but I look at a guy like Soros. Okay. Um, you know, he's very patient, uh, doesn't just drop on everything, has really good skill, and uh, and you just never really think about whether he's, you know, six foot seven or six foot one or anything like that. Just, just really clean in the crease. Um, pretty efficient in the crease. So maybe, maybe Soros. I mean, we used to look at Bobrovsky a lot. He liked Bobrovsky, but I, I wouldn't make that comparison anymore. I think that's changed over time, but yeah, I think a guy like, like Soros might be a, a, an interesting comparison. I haven't done it, so I could be out to lunch, but, but just from an, for, from an efficiency standpoint, I would say okay. I, I, I put him in that category and, and Shostirkin too. I find Shostirkin really, really efficient. So, I mean, again, not to get your Ranger fans, you know, just to say it for the sake of saying, but I think, I think the efficiency is just is similar, right? How about his puck handling? Is he likes to start with the puck? I think Igor's yeah. going to try to score one of these days. I mean, he's been shooting well, down the ice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> your, your development guy would come in and goes that Dylan's not a, not a third defenseman. He's like a, he's like a top pairing defenseman when he goes back for the puck. So he, he's really good with the puck. I mean, yeah. Puck handling is two things. It's, it's, it's skill and, and brain and his, his IQ is high. So when he goes back to, to collect a puck, he has the skill to do it, but, but he, but he sees the ice, he sees the game. He's got a high hockey IQ. So he's, he's really good at handling the puck. He's, he's exceptional for us in terms of that. And I think you'll, you'll see that progress easily to the next level. Like it's not something that he'll just freeze up at the next level. He's, he's good at retrieving him. He's makes smart decisions, just like you'd ask a defenseman, right? Go back, make a decision, make a play. Same idea. That's what we try to teach in goal. Like for me, anyways, it's, you don't over teach that. It's get to a quick and, and make a good decision. And it's great. We I mean, we saw Igor this year, obviously he's fantastic with his stick and on the penalty kill, especially, I mean, he, he does such a good job. Basically as like a fifth defender, like you, like you were saying, like he plays like a top one defender. Uh, you know, Igor is back there like a fifth defender, clearing the puck out. And, you know, every time he shoots it off the, the boards, though, you kind of hold your breath for the you know, shoot over the, over the thing. But I think he only did it one time this year. Over the glass. Yeah, over the glass. So he's pretty good. He took a couple icings call this year trying to make outlet passes. So uh, you don't see that too much from goaltenders. Yeah, Dylan likes to kill penalties. So he likes <laughs> to he likes to find a way to retrieve those dumps and sail them up over, and over everybody to, to help kill a penalty. So that's something he really likes to do. So if he gets his chance, he'll take a shot at the empty net. And, and you know what, back in the day, it was 
so frowned upon now it's 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 great i mean coaches like it too so i i think i think he'll get his chance and he'll take a he'll take a few rips at the at the empty net i think you find him at their practice a couple times taking those uh the full ice uh, shots down just making sure he's ready for his chance yeah you know what i mean he i I mean maybe sound cliche but this guy is just he's so dialed that every there's structure in every part, even after practice. So his after practice is less about having fun. And he just starts skating. He'll just get into a skating routine. So I'm not sure when he does his extra puck handling skills. Cause I, I don't see it. I think it just, it just comes to him naturally in, in the, in the natural progression of what we do in the game. So he's fun to watch. He's a, he's a lot of fun to watch You're, you're The fan base is going to enjoy him. Yeah. I think Ranger fans are very excited for him and, Anytime you see a prospect like him that you're excited for in general, he's put up these unbelievable numbers. He wins this major award, and then you get to talk to his coach and, and obviously get rave reviews. It's only going to make Ranger fans more excited to see him. And, and hopefully come camp time, we'll see him in some preseason games and, and he'll be sticking in Hartford. If not, we'll be back on the phone with you next year, seeing how he's progressing and how he's doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think, I think you'll be done with me after, after this call. I think you'll be speaking to your guys more than you'll speak to me about him again. Well, Dan, thanks so much for jumping on. I really appreciate you taking the time and enjoy the rest of your summer. Yeah. Thanks for having me and, uh, and good luck to the Rangers out there. They had a pretty good run, fun to watch and, and, uh, wish you guys all the best. Now, now you'll be a Ranger fan, right? Now we'll get you on board. You know what? Truth be told, I've always, I've always had a little soft spot for the Rangers um, you know, I grew up, I'm in British Columbia now. So the Canucks Rangers 94 final is still <laughs> burned in my head. That was, that was a tough one. Uh, but yeah, the Rangers are a classic franchise, a classic, um, Jersey out in the ice. There's, there's Madison square garden. I mean, as a, as a kid growing up in Canada, that's, yeah, I'm just really excited for Dylan. He's pretty fortunate. So if I could trade yep. places with him, I would go in a heartbeat. So, so go <laughs> Rangers. Bit. Got to make sure he sends you one of those first game jerseys, right? Yeah, uh, he's got lots of people to look after. He doesn't need to look after me. So maybe get it to you. Maybe <laughs> oh, get you. There get we go. In, get you one. I'd lean on him and say, you know what? I had to I had to endure your goalie coach for half an hour. I can't imagine you doing it for four years. The least you can do is give me a jersey or something. Give me a like jersey, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. All right, Dan, thanks so much, buddy. Okay, bud. Take care. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming on this week. Uh, that was awesome talking with him. Uh, just great to get that insight. And obviously, as the guy who sees uh, Dylan Grant every day, and you know, Ranger fans, I feel like are very excited about him. You know, I know Igor Shosurkin is just one of the best, so it's very tough to talk about a Ranger goalie prospect um, and, and get excited because you just you have the best goalie in the NHL. Uh, but you know, Igor was drafted while Hank was at his top of his game, so. Um, you know, Igor was drafted the year the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup with, with Henrik Lundqvist. So, um, you know, it, it, everything comes to an end eventually. And to have a goalie like that in your pipeline, win the CHL Player of the Year, not a bad thing. So I can't thank Dan enough for coming on, talking with us, and then, you know, a little bit of a preview for all Ranger fans out there with the Durrell Juniors kicking off. So uh, great timing on that. And that does it for Episode 92 of the Broadway Hat Podcast. Make sure you go check out that mypostload.com. There, it's unbelievable. Do do great stuff over there. Um, I'm I'm definitely gonna invest in it for my kid. It it's gonna be a pl- it's so much easier putting on there than sending texts out to everybody. Just put into one place and send it out. So make sure you go check them out, and make sure you go check out the show on social media as well. You can find the show on Twitter 
at Broadway Hat Pod. You can find my personal Twitter account at KHOLNY. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook at the Broadway Hat Podcast. Make sure you go and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, leave us a nice five-star review because all five-star reviews, a dollar is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation. We're coming up. We are so close to the $100 mark for raising money for this fantastic foundation. So please, if you have one minute out of your day, go leave us a five-star review, a dollar is donated to an to help fight pediatric cancer. So please, and thank you to everyone who's gone there and done that. Make sure you go find the show on Spotify. Leave us a nice five-star review in there and subscribe. You can find the show on Google Play, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spreaker, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us there. And we'll see you next week. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.